welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Social Worker Podcast. I'm your host Christopher Scott. Back from vacation. Vacation was cool. Not to uh, it was cool not to do n- nothing um, tied to responsibilities for a few days. You know, um, that felt I felt nice. Um, over the course of my vacation, though, my aunt had passed away, and that kind of got me thinking. Um, you know, a topics to, to talk about. And today, uh, talk about grief. Um, just a disclaimer, I'm not well-versed in grieving or um, anyone who are, I'm not really someone who likes to really uh, f- talk about grief, but I do know how important it is and for our mental health and, um, you know, and for like, as far as like, even like the social work profession, there's people out there who deal with grief and grief alone, you know, grief and hospice and things like that. When I was um, young, in like my younger days, I thought I could be like a hospice case manager. But the older I get, things kind of hit me differently. So I don't know if that's like the, my my like you know the best route I should take as far as like career um, trajectory. I don't think I can handle like basically dealing with death all the time. <clears throat> and then when you're a grief counselor, having to you know um, kind of find the find the right ways to guide people through their grief. I've always like I've always kind of been awkward when, when people like um express grief to me. You know, like I'm like super cautious and I feel like that gets in the way cuz I don't want to like offend anyone. So like my so like my cautiousness kind of uh it kind of makes me like awkward, you know, around like people talking about grief and things like that. But um grief is a part of our life, you know, it's a part of our life that we can't that we can't necessarily shake. Um, you know, uh it just this is how the world's set up, you know. You you born to to lose loved ones, you know. You you're supposed to cherish the time you have here, and then when it's time to move on, it's time to move on, right? It sounds easy, but it's never it's never not you know it's never it's never not easy, you know. And you can also grieve relationships, you can grieve jobs, you can grieve um, you know having to move on from um, you know like you might. You might get a promotion, and, and the promotion isn't as great as you thought it would be, and you're not grieving your old life that you had, but you can't really, you know, go back to that because because um you know most most of the time when you move up and in, in like promotion and things, your lifestyle kind of move up with it. So, you know, you you can grieve. There's those are the those are the three main things you're going to grieve. Though you're going to grieve jobs, relationships, and um, just well as far as like relationships ending, but also like the people who, who move on in life, death, you know, you're going to grieve people that die. <clears throat> That's like the most common one, you know? Um, and you know, uh, it's really just grief is hard, you know? Um, it's just a tough, it's just, it's just tough because you really don't have, um, like a, a guideline to it, you know, and everybody grieves differently, you know? Um, it's, I see uh, people are sometimes people are critical about you know somebody um, you know maybe being sad for too long. I've seen people be critical about somebody who's down in the dumps for weeks, you know. And I've also seen people being critical who 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 aren't down in the dumps at all, who seem like they're just like moving on with life and it's not it's and it's not stopping their process, you know. But the thing with but the thing about grief is that it's different for everyone. Everybody's gonna everybody's gonna experience it differently. Everybody's gonna heal from it differently. Everybody's gonna um, you know just it's just 
it's part of you, you know. Uh, I know me personally when I grieve, um, really I just need I just need time, you know. I can need time to kind of get over things. Um, really, I really would like someone to like feel my pain as well, <laughs> not like in a cynical way, but like you know if uh, you know if 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 you somebody who like who's supposed to be down with me, you know what I'm saying? I would like you to at least show some empathy, at least show that you care. You know, that's that's a, that's a big part of my healing is, is somebody telling me that it's going to be all right. You know, um, even though I can tell myself it's going to be all right. But, you know, like when I feel like, like when I talk to somebody who's going through what I'm going through, you know, and they and they tell me that, hey, it's going to be fine. You'll be all right. You know, I know it's hard right now, but but, you know, you'll figure it out. You'll get through it. That 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 does that does uh, wonders for me and me having to deal with grief. You know because um, you just want to know that you support it and you want to know that it's possible. You know I know when we when we in uh, when we grieve, things seem overwhelming. Things seem like it will never be the same, or it seems like you will never go and be normal again. You know, and for somebody to come who's been through what I've what I could be going through. And saying, "Hey, you know, um, it's going to be okay. You know, it's going to be all right. This is rough. Um, it's tough, but you know, life moves on, and everything will be better." Those, I mean, words, words really, um, words really mean something to me. You know, like, like, um, I mean, of course, words mean something, but, but like, as far as like, you know, as far as like support goes, there's somebody saying, "Hey, you got it. Go a long way." at least for me, you know, for me personally. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, just seeing, like, just dealing with, you know, my aunt dying and seeing my mom uh, going through it, <clears throat> it's really just, it's just hard, you know? Like, it's really just hard to, to you know, to, to just to see somebody you love go away, you know? Or, you know, uh, something happens unexpectedly and you wasn't ready for it. You know, um, there's some. There's, if you're lucky enough, you might have a process where, you you know, the person that um you know, that as dying has lived a, a long full life. You know, um, and you can sit down at the edge of the bed with them. You can reminisce, and they can go peacefully. You can maybe be like you know, spend a day sad, and then after that, you can kind of go on and you know, um, move on and create your own legacy to leave behind. <clears throat> but it doesn't always work like that, you know. And I know in communities of color, we experience death at a at a at a at a faster rate. You know, um, it's almost like it's uh well, it, it feels like it's like systematic. You know, when I was uh my first funeral I went to, I was five, and I remember being in college and this uh and this girl I was seeing her first funeral she went to that year, and that was like maybe age nineteen twenty. And I was thinking, like, damn, that's crazy, because, like, I've been going to funerals since I was a little kid. I remember uh, the first funeral I went to was um, my great-grandma, Scott. And I remember that was the first time I ever seen my dad cry. And it threw me off, because at that moment, I, I, I was thinking, like, men ain't supposed to cry, you know? So at, so at that time, I kind of figured that, you know, death death is real. Or, well, death means something, you know, because... You know, like when you were a kid, somebody died, you really not close to him, you really don't understand. But the but when I see my dad cry like how he was crying, I was like, Man, shit, there's something there's something there's some there was something off about the situation and I and, and at that moment I kind of realized that, you know, um, death is a part of life. 
and we should it's something that you know you should you, we we should think about you know um not really not really like um having it to you know make make you like a, like agoraphobic or something like that but really just knowing that you know um we all born to to perish you know but <clears throat> but anyway yeah so yeah so so me and grief you know grief is just something that i like to you know in some some weird way i really like to I, I i like to feel the pain you know like i like to feel it um and that's kind of weird but i just feel like once like i feel it and i get it out of my system then i can move on to healing you know um i feel like that's important you know the healing the part of it and it's important to know like if you're in a if you're in a healthy um spot of healing or if you're in an unhealthy spot of healing, you know, um, like I said before, people grieve differently, but there's some grief that, you know, that can cause us to pick up unhealthy habits, you know, and I mean, we all know what those unhealthy habits are, you know, if it's um, something that's really um, not contributing to any kind of good health into your life, if it's causing you to, um, you know, maybe miss work, uh, uh, seclude yourself from, from uh, you know, you, you, you know, your peer group, things like that. Then you know we you should probably uh, look out for a grief counselor or someone who can who, who can really just kind of help you guide yourself through those um through the um through the process you know because uh <clears throat> it's I mean it's it's tough it's really tough but uh, I'm gonna take a little break and when I come back I'm gonna read the grief cycle if you never heard of that. So, like I said, I was gonna read over the 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 grief cycle. Um, some grief cycles are different. Uh, heard different terminology. I've seen one with five, like the five common um, stages of grief. The one I'm gonna read has six. Um, it kind of has like a you know like kind of a social worky end. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I'll just go ahead and read off. The first step is shock and denial. You know. Um, it is um you know the shock of hearing the news receiving the news wanting it to be real um yeah just really just getting your world rocked for a few seconds um you know as all of you guys who listen know that I was going through um uh, you know trying to recover from losing my job I definitely grieved through that one you know because I just kind of didn't expect that to happen, uh, at least the way it happened. So, you know, shock and denial, you know, avoidance. You don't want to talk about it. Um, confusion, trying to figure out, you know, why. Why has the bad luck uh, come upon you? You know, what have you done to deserve to feel such a way, to get such a bad treatment? Uh, fear. Uh, death, fear is definitely one of them. How, how can you move on from now? Um, what I'm going to do? But you know what I'm gonna do without this person, what I'm gonna do without this income, what I'm gonna do without, you know, um just just their presence, you know, those things. Um, you know, what I'm gonna do, you know, um when I have to move next year and have to go find a job on my own, those kind of things, you know. Um fear. You just don't know what's going on. You don't know what 
what the hell, you know, what the next move should be or could be. Um, blame. Always looking for someone to blame in, a, in, in the shock and denial phase, you know. Because um, it's, it's, it, couldn't, it couldn't have been my fault. It ain't my fault I did what I was supposed to do, you know. Uh, or you are blaming yourself, you know. If there's something that happened, maybe you made a mistake. Uh, maybe you were avoiding, you know, maybe you didn't give as much time as you needed. You know, there's some, there's always something to put the blame on. And then numbness. You don't want it to be real. You know, you don't want the things you're going through to be real. That's the last thing you want is whatever's happening. I don't want this to happen. I just want an easy, just want an easy life. You know, I want I want these days to be easy. I don't want to have to deal with this. But, I mean, like I said earlier in the, in the first segment, grief is something in life that we all going to experience, you know, and it's really... Just, you know, how it's on us to, um, you know, to kind of heal from it and move on. Anger. Anger is the second step in the grief cycle. You know, anger, anxiety, irritation, shame, embarrassment, frustration. Yep, I could definitely say that um, anger is definitely, you know, um, it's just when you know like i know when i lost my job i was angry at everybody also anxious also felt like a loser because i got because i got let go and you know people got to keep their job but i didn't frustrated didn't know where to turn next i didn't know what else to do um i just you know i just was stuck stuck in a rut you know i just i was just lost for words you know and but really just scared i remember that was part of my uh that was part of the grief cycle um like helped me heal was just admitting that I like like I like not admitting that I love the job so much and they let me go admitting that I was scared because I was losing you know all my all my resources you know just in one fatal afternoon I was found out that I was getting cut off so those kind of that kind of stuff was having me shook a little you know and when you lose people you know um there might be some anxiety of like, you know, what am I going to do next? How am I going to go on without this person? You know, um, really just thinking about, you know, like um, not being able to call them and hear their voice. I know when I think about like the possibility of losing, like the like of losing people, or just kind of like imagining a world without loved ones. You know, without my loved ones, it's like. You know, I always think like, man, like that's gonna be weird. You know, what I'm saying to try to like reach out and and call them, and I can't call them. You know, so that, so that that kind of stuff. I think that's like the biggest thing for me in grief is like, you know, like when I want to, um, you know, just kind of share a laugh, share a moment with somebody. You know that, you know that I can't with anymore. I think that's like where it's like that's where 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 it gets tough. You know, like uh, because you know there's people that I that I that I lean on for support. You know, and if I can't, and if I can't reach out and call them or you know um, get a get a response from them, you know, or just see them, you know, and just see their reaction and just see how we, um, you know, connect and bond and you know just build. That's it's tough, you know. So so yeah, the second part is anger. The third part of this um, of the grief cycle is depression and detachment. In our in our day and age, people like to ask a lot of questions. You know, I was talking to my sister in law, and I remember she asked me how are things going. And, you know, I, you know, I'm polite, so I usually say, you know, they're all right. You know, but I was talking to her like, hey, I wonder one day if somebody just like kind of dumped everything on you. You know, how would you feel? If somebody just 
was like, hey, how, how are things going? And somebody said, think shit is fucked up. You know, so <clears throat> I feel like that's why people, I feel like that's why people, um, you know, uh, remove themselves or detach rather, you know, when they're going through grief because you probably just don't want to talk about it. You know, I've heard so many, so many people ask me about my work situation. They still ask me about my work situation. And like I said, I'm a polite person, so, so I answer the question. But that shit is annoying. You know, like 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 nobody wants to keep talking about bad news all the time. And I know that you might not have seen me in two weeks or three weeks or a month, but I don't want to talk about it, you know. And the same thing goes for losing a relationship, um, you know, being divorced, somebody dying, whatever, whatever, whatever grief I'm going through. I don't want to keep talking to you about it because I haven't seen you, you know. And I feel like that's one thing that I wish people could like kind of, you know, because I feel like it's a standard now to ask people how they're doing or ask people like an update. But I feel like we have to get to a point where we got to stop asking people that. We got to figure out another norm, you know, another icebreaker. There got to be another icebreaker. Just because, you know, if, if, if somebody's going through some ill stuff, it's not really fair for me to to get an update, you know. And I know, like, that's tricky. and I know that's it's whatever, but I feel like, you know, the giving of the update, you know, it's just it, – it's, it's, it's tough, you know. I mean, I remember going through that when I was leaving college. Well, what's next? Fuck, I don't know. I just graduated. Can I get five fucking minutes, you know? Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, and I feel like that's why people, well, of course they're sad because whatever they had going on ended. But, you know, you really, like, like you know, instead of coming out and getting support, everybody just wants, like, a, a fill-in, you know, like they want, like, a, a summary of what you've been doing. And you know when you're grieving, you know, you really don't want to do, you really don't want to go through that. You know, you just don't. I know I don't. You know, maybe sometimes if I want to talk, I come out and talk. You know, but when I got people, there are people asking me, and if I shit, if I go to like a, a gathering, and there's seven people that I have I haven't seen since you know the bad news happened, I gotta talk about that shit seven more times. So yeah, I just think. Um, I just think we got to find a new norm, you know, of as as a society. We got to find a new norm, you know, cuz ask people for updates. Yeah, we do it cuz it's like what we've been taught to do and it's kind of like, you know, you breaking the ice, you just kind of chat chatting and whatever. But I really think we got to figure out something else, you know. That's just me. That's my thoughts anyway. <clears throat> uh the fourth stage in the grief cycle, dialogue and bargaining. Okay, so so this is the part what I was saying, you know, when you're ready and you're going through all the anger, the sadness, the detachment, you get to a point where you want to share your story. You know, you want um, you want somebody to make it make sense, you know. And there ain't nothing with sharing your grief, but it's and or there ain't nothing wrong with it, you know. Like, I don't want my last, you know, rant to sound like there's something wrong with it. No, there ain't nothing wrong with it, but you got to be ready to do it. You know, saying people asking you about it don't necessarily mean I'm ready, you know. But when you're ready, you come out and you try to figure out a way, somebody to talk to, whether that be grief counseling um, or your or your, or your, or your regular therapist or your or a friend or, you know, um, somebody. You reach out and you and you want to tell your story, you know. You might, want even, you might even want to tell your story to like a group of, uh, you know, young people or you know, you just want to share it somewhere so somebody can understand what you're going through. And at that point, you might be ready to ask, 
for some help, you know. The five, the fifth, and some some cycles is the last step, is acceptance, you know. Now you accepted it, now it's time for you to move on. It's time for you to move on and do something else, um, whether that be, you know, uh, just kind of accepting the fact that you might have to find a new support person, you got to find a new job, you got to find a new boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife or, you know, whatever. Um, you got to, uh, you know, find a new apartment. You got to, you got whatever. You, or you got to just move on and accept that there's something new that's going to that's gonna happen. You know, there's going to be a new process and there's going to be a new um, something that, that that's going to be there that I got to figure out, um, you know, and, you know, and, and come to peace with whatever you just lost. Um, I know it's easier said than done, but you know, um, if you know, if you never come to peace with it, I feel like that just kind of like gets buried into you, and it causes all kind of health complications. And uh, you know, um, you might get caught up in some stuff where you know, like it's throwing your life out of balance. If you know, like if you're if you're not managing it correctly, it starts to um, get into your social life, your professional life, you know, and you really just get stuck in a rut and. You don't want to get stuck in a rut. Yeah, I know, like, in grief, because sometimes, I'm not going to lie, it's, like, it feels like, it feels um, validating to be sad, you know, like, you know, when you're grieving, like, feel like, like, you know, when you're sad, it feels like, yeah, like, this is what's supposed, I'm grieving, this is supposed to happen, but, you know, it's good to know when it's time to get some help. Everybody grieves differently, true, you know, but... It's just good to know when it's like, okay, maybe I need to lean on somebody or I need to reach out to someone because this is taking way too long and it's and it's kind of affecting my my quality of life overall, you know. So so but this one has a sixth stage. It's called return to a meaningful life. I told you that was like social worky, right? So return so so like I said, um most most stages of grief have one, two, three, four, five stages. This one has six. Return to a meaningful life. Um, empowerment, security, self-esteem, meaning. You know, so, um, yeah, really just picking up it, it, from where you left off, you know, before the um, traumatic incident happened, you know, just just, just, keep, just keep on, you know, going to work, um, going to school, building your um, dream job, you know, whatever you were doing before, you know, your life got interrupted. Just return to that, you know, so you can return to having a meaningful life, you know, which is full of, you know, hope and promise and everything you're supposed to be supposed to want to accomplish, all those good things, you know. So, yeah, um, you know, grief is, grief is tough. Grief is hard. Uh, I know I got some, I got some, some grief to, you know, to go through. Um, just because of just how my life is, you know, um, you know, um, I remember reading, uh, a, a tweet somebody wrote, you know, if, if your parents and siblings are still alive, your worst days are in front of you. So, you know, which I don't mean to sound like morbid, but you know, you know, that's, that's a big test, you know, when, uh, you know, when, you know, when you start losing, you know, you get older, you start losing real loved ones, you know, like that's, you know, how you going to bounce back from that, you know, but. But it's important to know that, you know, there's people out there to support you. You know, there's people out there to, you know, you know to help you um, guide yourself through these hard times. And I know um, in Portland, we have this uh, program called the Dougie Center. 
And the Dougie Center is a nonprofit that's all about grief and, and grief counseling, things like that. You know, and sometimes living in our world, you know, is grief. You know, if you live in if you living in poverty, if you living in a system that's that is, you know, oppressive like like, you know, most people are, you know, um just just kind of a just the way our world is set up now, when everything is I feel like the middle class, everybody always has their hand out to, you know, you know, to get some money from us, you know, to pay our bill or to do whatever. So so our work is our world is stressful. You know, like you watch the news, people don't watch the news because the news always has bad news, it seems like. Now to me that seems like we should stop and think like, well, why the news always has bad news? You know, like it just it doesn't seem like we should be accepting this way of life. And I feel like there's there, you know, there's something bigger than us, of course, that's happening. You know, like our system, yeah, it was it was a system that was easy to manage back in the, you know, in the day, but I feel like now um a lot of our our way of life that we that have become norm, uh, we should probably go back to the drawing board and maybe see like, okay, we should probably change some things up, you know, because you can't keep charging people who make, you know, the middle of the road top dollar for things. That's it just causes stress. You know, everybody's stressed, everybody's worried, everybody's anxious. And for for that, I feel like that's kind of the, the reason why we have so much grief in the world because everybody's so stressed and so tight and so, you know. But you know, I don't didn't want to end on a rant. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so appreciate y'all for listening this week. Uh, hopefully, you know, the grief cycle helped out. I, like I said, I am not a person that specializes in grief or grief counseling. Um, you know, I, I kind of know a little bit about it, but like, like I said, I get awkward. I don't know the right words to say because I, I don't want to offend anyone and I want to be like as sensitive to the person's situation as possible. But yeah, grief is real. You know, um, I would, I would, uh, Google some, some uh you know some 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 uh some tips some resources um the grief cycle is googleable i googled it um and when i say something is real i don't i don't literally mean real i mean like it's a serious it's a serious thing just for the people who are thinking like of course it's real you know just clarification but um but yeah there's numerous numerous amount of resources that you can find to deal with grief um this this podcast being one of them, um, like I was saying before, don't be so um, eager to get somebody's updates, you know, because somebody's going through grief. I doubt they want to share what they're going through all the time, seven times, eight times, even one time. Just kind of let them do their thing, um, knowing that grief is different. Grief looks different for everyone. Some people are going to be super sad, super emotional. Some people might not look like it's it's affecting them at all, but it's. I'm sure, you know, it probably is, but people grieve differently. And be aware if you're doing too much, too many vices to to cope with your grief. You know, if if you're not trying to heal from the grief, if you're trying to just cover the grief up for as long as you can, be be careful, you know. And I would suggest you go and see a professional person who can help you with that because you don't want – you don't want the grief to take over and alter your way of life, you know, your social life, your professional life, all those things. So, you know, and just let people, let people heal, you know? Uh, yeah. Just let, let people heal. Let people do what they got to do. Um, like I said, grief is going to affect all of us. 
So um, when it comes and you know somebody who's, who's going through it, you know don't don't overdo it. Don't don't try to be the sunshine in their life. Don't do that. You know, just kind of just just be support. Listen. Don't talk. You know, just listen. Ask what they need, and don't try to be too quick to make sure they feel good. If it takes a week, let it, let it be a week. You know, but make sure that they're okay. You know, you can make sure they're okay without having to fix their issue. That is possible. So, anyway, another episode, Hip Hop Social Worker. I appreciate you listening. Um, you can go to hiphopsocialworker.com for any more information. Um, Instagram, Hip Hop Social Worker. Um, what else? I got on Twitter, HA Social Work, Facebook, Hip Hop Social Worker. Um, I have a newsletter just you can uh, subscribe to. I just really be, you know, doing things and giving updates. It ain't really done too major yet, anyway. Um, I like to send a special shout out to Raina, Raina Williams. She's the owner of another level sex trafficking program. Uh, she's trying to raise awareness for survivors of of, of people who've been sex trafficked. Um, we, um, on Saturday, the tenth of August, I was she invited me to speak at her. Um, at our family fun night, um, I gave you know a little, little seven minute spill or eight minute spill of trying to you know of empowerment. I was trying to um, just let people know that you got all the tools you need to be where you to go where you where you trying to go. You know, um, and just kind of told them my story, told them my story of us uh, starting this this podcast and going from you know not a lot of attention to some attention. You know, um, of course, there's more attention to get, but. I feel like I'm making a lot of progress. Uh, well, not a lot. I'm making some progress, you know, and it's it just feels nice to see some build from nothing, you know. And I was just telling the story that uh, you got to try. You know, everything starts with an idea. It just takes patience and persistence. You got to show up even when there's nobody, we think nobody's listening. You know, you got to keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up, and keep making sure that what you're putting out matches the message that you want to send you know so anyway have a good week um hopefully i didn't i didn't uh i didn't bum you out too much with all this grief talk but grief is something you're going to experience so you know i try to help try to help where i can and when i can peace